And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. As usual, it's Mickey Brennan and it's Davey Rispin, the dream team that is. And uh, Davey, uh, I suppose we're getting close to championship, but uh, we're getting even closer to league football and uh, there seems to be a bit of a buzz around Cortown at the minute. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, yeah, look, we're all really looking forward to it. I suppose the league for a lot of clubs is going to be... Uh, a real gauge as to how teams are going and, and how things are going to go in, in the first round of the championship and stuff. And uh, a lot of teams are doing, you know, plenty of challenge matches and that. And we're no different to that. You know, numbers really good at training. Um, excellent, really, to see it. As I said on last week's podcast, it's the biggest numbers we've had out probably in six or seven years, you know. So it's, it's probably no coincidence that every club is in the same boat that way. And do you really think that the, the league games will be a gauge as to how the championship is going to go? Yeah, I do. Um, right. Because I, I just think they're that bit more competitive than challenge matches. And like for us, from kind of minute one, we've been aiming towards the league, um, the first league match as a kind of gauge, you know, to, to how things would go. Purely because I think we're playing teams that are similar to ourselves. And that's the beauty of the leagues this year, I think, the way it's split up across the five divisions. You know, they're generally evenly matched teams playing off against each other. And they're obviously not in your group. So you do get the experience of playing teams while it's also kind of not giving anything away if that makes sense too so you can kind yeah, of go out yeah. and just play like it would line up for a championship first round game and you don't think there'll be any spies coming over to watch your first round league game um, you know I'm sure everybody is going to try and get their spies out around the county to see the teams that they're going to be playing in the championship and I'm sure Courtain are no different there's, fella, there's probably a fella in, in, in a long trench coat with a hat and and those um, clown glasses where they pop out and whatever, sitting in a tree somewhere getting ready to see your opponents at the championship. <laughs> well, well, possibly, you know, there's, there's, I'm not really sure what's going to happen because obviously all of the games on Friday night are going to be at the same time, yeah. um, which makes it difficult. What I would say is for clubs to have to do that, they'd need someone who's sort of impartial that doesn't want to be at their own club seeing their, their own team play. And that's tricky enough too to say, uh, It'll be an interesting one, yeah. It will, it will. It's good. Look, it's, it's exciting stuff and we will come to those league fixtures in just a moment. Just going to let you know what's on the show this week. Obviously, we've mentioned it, the league fixtures. We're going to talk about the plight of the dual player as well in Mead and uh, we'll be going to Instagram Interactive. Just a little bit of news about um, some of our podcasts that are coming up over the next few weeks as well. Um, really, really exciting news. Uh, Davey Rusman has been working hard behind the scenes. It has to be said, 
man has put in serious errors to um, <laughs> to do what we are going to be doing over the next few weeks and, and it's going to be absolutely excellent. We're looking forward to it. But we start off with the league fixtures anyway, Davey, and uh, you mentioned it already. They're kicking off on the Friday night. A lot of them are going to be at the same time and you've got a few of the fixtures there now for us. I do indeed, Mickey. So first up is Division 1 and as we kind of already said that they're going to be split up into... Um, to different groups, sorry, my fat fingers are just over Zoom and the screen. Um, but I suppose in the, 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 in, lock, <laughs> the lockdown went well for you, then your fingers have got fatter. <laughs> Thankfully, it's just my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Division One, uh, Group A, uh, the first game up is Oldcastle versus Summerhill, and all these games, as I say, were on are going to be on Friday night, the 17th of July at half seven, and that game is going to take place in Millbrook. And the other game in that group is St. Peter's Dunboyne at home to Nafina. And that game's in Dunboyne as well. So that's Group A. Um, group B is Centerstown versus Manalvi uh, in Centerstown. Second game is Simonstown versus Gail Column Kill. Huge game there in Simonstown on, uh, on Friday night. Yeah. That'll be a great one. Um, yeah. Moving on to Group C, Dunshockland versus Navanaman. He's another tasty one in Dunshockland. And the final game in that group is Retote versus Sidden. Uh, last group then is Group D, and it's Wolf Tones versus Screen in Gibstown. And the last game is the meeting of Ballinabracky and Dunhamore Ashburn in Ballinabracky at Friday at half seven. So good luck to Ashburn there on their, their long trip to yeah, Ballinabracky. Yeah, they must be booking flights and a hotel and the whole lot to get over there. And in fairness to them, it's a long distance from Dunhamore Ashburn the whole way across to Bandwacky, but uh, um, that will be uh, an interesting one, of course. Simonston out, as you said, on Friday night, playing Gail Column Kill in Simonston. That is going to be an absolute cracking game of football. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to go out to watch that one. God be with the days when I would have been involved with the Simonston games. Um, and uh, this time I'm going to be there as a spectator, and I'm looking forward to getting out maybe to uh, Simonson to watch that game between uh, Gail Column Kill and, and Simonson. That, that, that really is probably the pick of them, uh, Dave. I'd love to be at that one myself, Mickey. I think um, that's just set up to be a, a real ding-dong. And as I say before, like if ever there was a game for either of those teams to get yourself you know, prim for championship football, that is it really. You know, Two of the best teams in the county going head-to-head in the league and... Uh, There'll be no quarter given in that one, I'm sure. I wish I was I was at a loose end to go and see that one myself, to be fair. Yeah, I think I do you know what? If you were if you were any senior manager um in in in, in, in the Mead Senior Championship and you were looking for a game to prime you and get you ready for championship, you'd want to play Kells. There's no doubt about it. If you went out against Kells in uh, if any manager was picking a game, he'd pick Kells because you know what you're getting from Kells. You're getting championship standard. 24-7, they, they only do one type of football, and that's championship football. Um, be they playing league, be they playing Fesh Cup, be they playing a challenge match. They play championship standard football all the time and championship pace. So that is a real good one. And you know where you need to... So like I'm sure Des Lane will be delighted with that because he'll know after that game what work he needs to do with that Simonstown team going into the championship. It's a, it's a, it's a real... It's a real interesting one there. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out. And as I said there a few minutes ago, watching it, Davey. I'm not going to be involved, mm. but I'll be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, that's a little exclusive for Larwall and Concleary there. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd say he's breathing a sigh of relief there at the minute. So he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Next up is Division 2, and similar, it's broken into actually just three groups here. So Group A, um, Curraha and Castletown, another tasty one there. That's in Curraha. And the yeah. other one is Nobber versus St. Column Kills. So two senior clubs operating in Division 2, and that one's in Nobber. Um, then on to Group B, two teams who would asp- have aspirations going close in the Intermediate Championship is Rakenny and Dulik Bellustown in Rakenny. And uh, the last one in that group is Junior Club Karen Ross. And they'll take on some Pats who are fresh, freshly down from senior football. Mm-hmm. Um, so an interesting one in that game as well. And then finally on to Group C, Ballinlock and Trim, two of the big hitters in the Intermediate Championship. And they're joined by two fellow big hitters, I suppose, in Walterstown and Dundry. Excellent, excellent. And uh, yeah, the other league uh, fixtures for, for, for the weekend... Yeah, Division 3 uh, split into three groups as well. Group A, Blackhall Gales versus Drumbarra. Um, good clash of intermediate teams there. The next one, St. Michael's against St. Peter's Dunboyne's second team. Uh, going into Group B, two big intermediate teams as well in Kilmaine and Mabective. And then two junior clubs in Minolte and St. Dalton's. Group C is St. Vincent's and Mead Hill. Should be a decent one there as well. And Beliver versus Dunhamore Ashburn's second team. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and uh, Courtown, when are you out? Uh, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pleased we're as low as we are, but anyway. Um, group 4, uh, d- sorry, gr- Division 4, Group A, is Kilbride versus Central Sound's second team. St. Column Kills versus Kilmaine and Wood, so that's St. Column Kills' second team against Kilmaine and Wood. Group B is Summerhill's second team against Dunsany. Retote's second team versus Clannagale. Group C is then Moila v Screen second team and Longwood's first team versus Gail Columkill second team. Mad to think that they were both first teams in the senior championship last year and yet here's yeah. Longwood in Division 4 playing Kells second team you know this year. Amazing what 12 months can do. Um, yeah. and then, I, I, I didn't hear you mention Courtown there in that division. We're getting there. We're down there. With oh, the okay, 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 okay. Go on. <laughs> uh, group... A of Division 5 is in Bridget's oh, versus... Where are we now with Division 5, is it? Do you want me to switch this off? <laughs> <laughs> so Bridget's versus Simonson's second team. Are you going to be playing in that one, Mick? I don't think so, no. I'll, I'll play a bit of Junior C probably this year. We'll You're see. just afraid of going to Ballinacree. That's all that's wrong with you. Oh, no, no, no. I'll go over and watch that game, hopefully so. Will. But uh, is it, when is that one on? Are you going to be in two places at once? Well, oh, it's on Friday night as well, is it? Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Well, we'll see. I've got, you know, I've got, uh, I've, I've got kids, you know, like so. It's not easy for me to get away. So it's not. Oh right. yeah, blaming on the kids. Blaming on the kids. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. The last game in that group is Slane versus Clonard. Then going into Group B, it's Navan O'Mahony second team versus Drumcondra, and it's Wolf Tone second team versus Boards Mill. And then into Group C, it's Nafine and Dunchocklin second team, and it's Courtown versus St Mary's. That's Courtown versus Severis, and that's the last game in that group in, in Division Five, is it? Yeah. So is that saying that Courtown are bottom of Division Five by putting them as the last game in, in the group? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, look, as I said, you have to play your part. We'll try and do our part, and if we can get to a league final, I'll definitely not miss a league final against Courtown if we get there. So, but look, come here, slagging and all that aside. It's absolutely brilliant to have the football back and, and to have the, the league football back. Um, now, we have had a couple of scares when you look around the country. Um, I think there was a couple of cases in Cork. There was one came out today, Man of War in Dublin, in North Dublin. Um, 
they have uh, shut down all activities within the club. And then, as I said, a few clubs down in Cork have had to do the same as well due to uh, coronavirus uh, incidents and whatever. And, and we're not we're not without with incidences or, or we're not without mistakes in our own county as well, Davey. No, there's been a couple um, of, I suppose, uh, rumoured kind of breaking of protocols probably is the best way to describe it. I don't think there's been any kind of cases confirmed or anything like that, thankfully. Um, I know I know. down in the underage there was um, there was an instant whereby, you know, protocol was, wasn't was adhered to or something. So the, the St. Ultons, um two pitches in Martry and in Sean Newman had to close for two days. I think that's the that's the okay. guidelines from the government at Crow Park. So they, they reopened this morning. You know, we, we actually had a challenge in, in Sean Newman Park this morning ourselves so you know it's all good but it's you know it just shows how these sort of things can escalate you know and how things in in Cork and Dublin as you said have kind of snowballed as a result of probably you know people not being vigilant and it it all goes back to filling out that form or that return to play and guidelines which are you're supposed to do before training and games all the time um, and how important it is when things like that do happen unfortunately. Yeah, and, 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 and it is something that every person is responsible for. It's not your club that's responsible for it. It's every player, it's every parent, it's, it's anyone who is involved or hoping to go to a football game uh, to play. You're, it's your responsibility, you know, and then if it's an underage footballer, it's the parent's responsibility. And we just have to reiterate that. And if we want to see football being played, Everybody has to follow the guidelines, follow the rules, and, and, and keep it going. Speaking of playing games and the whole lot, um, you mentioned all the league fixtures there for the footballers. There's hurling fixtures on the weekend as well, Davy. And uh, you know, I'm not going to ask you to list out the, the fixtures, but it's come. Yeah, he's, he wipes his brow there as I, as I say that. But you know, it was brought to our attention. Alan Nestor got in contact with us, and he just said, you know. He, he, he used the same phrase as me, the plight of the dual player. Um, and the hurlers are going to be out on Sunday in the league, I believe. So it's 36 hours after the, the footballers have played, or not even 36, it's within 36 hours of, of, of the football games on Friday night. Dual players will be expected to play on Sunday. Now, I understand that this is a problem. Um, and you know, that there, there are dual players out there who, who, who feel that this is, is not right. They, I think the CCC have done the best they can, um, I feel, unless, the only thing is, is if they put hurling on the Monday night or something. Um, but we all want football, we all want hurling back. We can't have our cake and eat it at the same time, but we have to come up with some sort of a compromise. And I think this wasn't a bad compromise, but I can see the concerns of Alan Nestor and all the dual players as well. I'm lucky. I don't play hurling. and I barely play football. So, you know, it's not going to affect me. <laughs> no, and it doesn't affect Simonstown really as a club either. It doesn't oh. affect Corton. It doesn't affect St. Ultons. A load of different clubs it doesn't affect, but then the clubs it does affect, you can actually see the likes of Blackhall Gales, who maybe are tight on numbers and have a massive crossover between the two teams. And it's not just next weekend. You know, it's four games in eight days. So they play football on the Friday evening, as does everyone else. They're expected to go out at 11 o'clock on the Sunday morning. Two or three days later, they're expected to go out and play a football second-round league match on the Wednesday night. And then they're expected to go out on the Saturday to play the second round of Hurling. And as well as that, that Saturday 
is only six days before the football championship Champion. starts on yeah. the following Friday night. So you can kind of see there's four games in eight days. That's one thing. But there's also the question of having a hurling league match on the 25th of July, which is a Saturday, and going out and playing the first round of the championship on the Friday, the 31st of July, which is just six days later. So you can understand, I can absolutely understand where the likes of Ness is coming from and other guys, you know, we've spoken to Niall Flynn. 100%, yeah. In the, in the junior preview this week, and he's spoken about in length. They have a massive crossover. Boys are going to have to make sacrifices, you know, and it may just be a case of that they're only allowed to play one game of each. That yeah, see, that's that's the thing. Like, it's like there, there was no other way of doing it if they wanted to. Maybe they should have, you know, went with one league game football, one league game of hurling a week apart. Um, Friday, Friday, and then your championship starts the following Friday, it gives everybody seven days. But I suppose then with the new rules and the GAD, they're probably trying to get the lads used to the new rules who haven't played the new rules. It's it is a tough one, and the dual players are the ones who are going to who are going to be sacrificed for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and there is a lot of dual players across me. And while I do hear their 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 point, and I and I agree with them, there's not much else you could do. There really isn't, unless yeah. unless you know, because the league this year in football is not. It, it, there's no relegations, no promotion. Um, so unless they kind of like, you know, they, they play one game and they don't play the second game or something like that, it's, mm. I, 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 I don't know because the league, the league in the hurling this year is, hasn't changed, hasn't it not? It's staying the same way as it yeah. was and they're continuing on the league. So there is promotion and relegation. Whereas in the GA, there's no promotion and relegation. It's more just for the sake of getting out to play a game before the championship. So it's, we discussed it last week as well, and, and, and the dual players are going to get hit. They will. Yeah, they will. And look, decisions have to be made, and they have to be made by the players and management, and communication is going to be very key in all this. I suppose the one thing that maybe could be said is that it's a pity that the league matches weren't brought forward a little bit more, so start them yeah. start yeah. this weekend. Now, but yeah. obviously, we, they didn't know that at the time that restrictions were going to be lifted as much as they had by this stage, so... Like, we've been playing challenge matches, what, the last two weeks, really. So, um, they could have probably brought them forward to this weekend and give them more of a bit of a time, but it was probably too short a notice to change it. And, obviously, they've kind of laid out everything on the master planner as well. So, you, you know, you can't really blame anyone for this. I, I absolutely agree with you, Mickey. Um, but I do feel a little bit for the dual players. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's... Like, for instance, if, you're, if you were a dual player, you know, what, what, what is going to be your mindset? If you're a dual player, do you do you sacrifice one of them them ga matches so that you can play the hurling match, and then you know by doing that have you know less of a chance of making the starting lineup for the for the ga championship game? Do you know what I mean? That kicks off uh, on the on the last weekend on, on the Friday. You know, so players are left in a bit of a predicament here. We'd say management. They are obviously going to be looking and going. Well, you know, my, my team is more important than and and understandably, the, the hurling manager is going to say my championship is more important than mm. than, the, than the football championship, and the football manager is going to be thinking the exact same. So the person who suffers is the player, and if he tries to look after himself a little bit so that he can play both, he might end up getting dropped off one or getting dropped off both of them because he was trying to keep everybody happy. So it's the player that is going to be, you know. Sacrificed at the end of the at the end of the day here. Yeah, absolutely. We played a we played a club this morning in a challenge. Not for me that I'll have to state, but 
they had a hurling game last night and you know they had a huge crossover lads that play hurling and football or whatever and they were really shook for the game this morning and you know um the hurling players who played last night were specifically told not to play football this morning with them um and and they didn't so will we see a situation like that arise now there was only look at that was yesterday even this was this morning so there is a slightly marginally kind of longer window but even so it, it is very small and to be honest with you, four games in eight days, when you haven't played much football in the last four or five months, is a lot of task of lads and injuries. We've heard it. We're going to hear it so much and we're going to see so much of it as well. Injuries are going to play such a massive factor in this year's championship. Um, and you don't want to be going into a first round championship without key players straight away. Yeah, like in fairness, like back in Nestor's day and back in my day, you know, like no, but if you if you do, like, and and, and there might be a well, Nestor's Nestor's not near as old as, as you are, Mickey. No, he's, he's but he's not far off it, like you know. But um, uh, there's what about five six years in the difference, I'd say. But uh, I'd say about ten. <laughs> but uh, like, what I'm saying is, is that you know, back then the, 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 there wasn't as much of a demand on a player as there is today, like with all the strength and conditioning. Like the game for me has gone way too way too professional in, in in the way the preparation and everything has gone you talked to you listened to any of the, the interviews I did with or you did even with any of the XB players that won all Ireland's and stuff like that you know the, the enjoyment has gone out of it and, 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 and the thing about like when you listen to say Tommy Dowd he's, he doesn't talk about his medals he talks about the memories the crack after games the, the meeting up the sing songs the, that doesn't go on anymore lads are primed and ready for championship for league football for everything you know everything revolves around it. they've got strength and conditioning on monday training on tuesday wednesday they're probably uh, doing some sort of a recovery session or weight session thursday um uh, the same again friday they've a pitch match or pitch training and then a match on the weekend so the demands on the body are much higher so you know the recovery it, it, the bodies are so um what's the word they're so trim and and muscular now and, and uh, that any little injury takes longer to heal whereas there's, there's no bulk on a lad anymore do you know what i'm saying so yeah. so i can understand why these players are all uh, back in when, when i was in my mid-20s I, I i would have played football matches i would have played soccer gaelic hurling you know the, all all in the space of two, two or three days and, and and it was much different but these days the demands that the managers put on players, and it's only because the next club is doing it, and the next club is doing it, and the next club is doing it. It's become very professional, and if you want to beat the next team, you have to prepare better than them. So I can understand why these dual players need their recovery, and you know need to go and look after their their their, their soft tissue injuries after a game and the whole lot. And it, it is it's going to be massive come the championship because because it's going to be run every two weeks the championship the games are going to be coming thick and fast that if players don't recover you know they're going to miss out it's not like the last few years where you had big gaps in between matches and stuff like that um, yeah I, I, I'm just I, I just I, I'm at wit's end to try and figure out what you do here the CCC have tried to uh, accommodate everybody but if, by accommodating everybody they're the dual players are the ones who, who, who get caught up in it yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, at the start of it, I was a little bit surprised to see the couple of league games put in before championship. Um, as a, as a football only player, 
Okay. I'm, I'm delighted with them. I'm really happy, you know, because as I said earlier on, we're kind of primed towards them and we're, we're happy they're there. But at the, at the forefront of it, I was surprised to see them pencil in for the week before or two weeks before championship. But that's, you know, that's only hearsay at this stage. Um, yeah, and look at even the hurlers when championship does kick on. Like it is week in, week out. You know, they're going to be playing football August by college. They're going to yeah. be hurling the following week, football, yeah. hurling. And that's going to go on for six weeks minimum. And then wherever else to take them, don't you know? Well, the likes of Longwood and Navinomani's and clubs like that are probably going to make the knockout stages of both hurling and football. And, and they could go on for something like 10 weeks where they're on literally 10, 12 weeks on the spin. That, that just yeah. might be the way. And look at, as I've spoken to other players, they said that'll be okay because when there's a two-week gap, hurling will take priority on the week that there's hurling championship, which is fair enough. And football will take priority on the week that there's football championship. And I think that makes a little bit more sense. Whereas next week, it's, it's just, it's a bit of a mess really because it's both are happening at the, at the same time. Yeah. Um, so what I think we're both saying is that we should go out and look at the odds on, uh, look at the betting on all the championships and kind of pick a team that is not a dual team and a team that's probably not going to go. If, if it is a, a dual team the hurlers or the footballers mightn't go as far. So you probably want to be looking at things like that. But uh, yeah, so basically Rathout, Trim, these these are all teams, O'Matneys, these are all teams that are going to be dual playing. They're all going to be ruled out because the injuries... Dundry, Longwood, yeah. Dundry, Longwood, whatever, yeah. Wolf Tones, yeah. So um, yeah. If, if you are a betting man, that would be an idea maybe to look at the, the, the betting and see if, if how that works. Um yeah, no, good, great point from Alan Nesser. We did bring it up last week, and, and it's only now today that we see the, the fixture congestion and, and how it's going to really affect the dual players. And look, we wish all the players the best luck in, in, in both their hurling and football championships. And hopefully, nobody gets too bad of an injury and they're all well able to, to soldier on and, uh, and, and look forward to championship. Uh, just looking back at um, uh, our Patreon podcast this week, we had Tommy Dowd. And uh, we didn't interview Tommy Dowd, an excellent interview there. Tommy's a great lad, an absolute gentleman, and some great stories from his um, playing career. You know, Davey, from listening to it, you know, when you look at everything that he's won, he's won Leinster's National Football Leagues, four All-Stars, two All-Irelands, man the match in an All-Ireland final, captain in all, the same day at Mead in 96 in the replay. He's won every... Uh, he's won two intermediates two senior championships within Mead he's won the junior B junior C junior D he's won Fesh Cups uh, all county football leagues man the match in the senior championship final like the man has won everything our junior championship (laughs) (laughs) yeah and to be fair he doesn't seem too worked up about it you know it's not as if he'd go back and and do another year just to win it like he's happy enough with his his haul and rightly so but like an incredibly modest man you know for, for all that he's won like Jesus Christ, if it was you or me, you know, we wouldn't be able to fit in the door there <laughs> with all that, you know. But uh, that's Tommy in a nutshell, and the stories were great. You know, a couple of things I picked out of it was the, the coach, Johnny Higgins, who's a, who's a Cortown man himself. He, he said to him when the fight was happening in 96 in the All-Ireland final, and Tommy was nowhere to be seen, and he says, that's because he was so watery or so soft. Um, <laughs> and he says, it always stuck with him, you know. But... Uh, Look at like just a just a great character and and a, and an unbelievable player. Um, and as you say, he was that type of player that you probably just don't see anymore. You know, he was stocky and he was just so so powerful. You'd never see that on a in a modern day game, unfortunately. Um, 
or characters like Tommy just in general. But uh, yeah, really enjoyable listen. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it now. Yeah, and we also had our 10 best since 2010. And uh, this week we did uh, Summerhill. Uh, sorry, no, this week we are doing Summerhill. But last week on it, we, uh, uh, it was, well, Tones, am I right? Um, I'm just looking back. It was, sorry, it was Ballon Lock. It was Ballon Lock that we did last week. It was Davy Rispin who looked after that one. It was our seventh in the series. And the eighth team in our 10 best series is going to be Summerhill. That will be going out on July the 13th. That is tomorrow, Monday. And we're recording this on Sunday evening. We're recording it late on Sunday evening because there was a little soccer match taking place that Davy needed to watch. It was a North London derby. Is that right, uh, Davy? Yeah. And how did it go? Uh, not great. Not great. What happened? Um, I'm just looking back on the scores here. Oh, Spurs won. That was 2-1 in the end, was it? Oh, Alderweireld got the winning goal in the 81st minute. I was listening to it. So it was Davy, and it was one all, and uh, Arsenal looked like they were going to get the win. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal were by far the better team throughout, and that's what's, that's what's frustrating when you go goal up, make a mistake, one all, and then switch off from a corner. It's just typical Arsenal, really. <laughs> but anyway, talk about that, so let's move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are a GA podcast, but just wanted to get that in as the, in there as well. So yeah, it will be Summerhill this week. Um, but also on our Patreon podcast, delighted to announce that we are going to be doing our championship previews over the next two weeks. Uh, the junior preview will go out on Thursday the 16th. The intermediate preview will go out on the 20th of July. And then on the 23rd of July, Thursday the 23rd of July, we will have our senior preview. And Davey, you've done an awful lot of work on this, it has to be said. Now, I've done a bit of editing on it, but you have managed to, in each group from the Junior Championship, you have had an interview with four, the mem- uh, uh, representative from each team in each group. So you did Group A, the Group B, Group C and Group D, and uh, you, had, uh, you, you interviewed the four lads, the representatives from each team um, at the same time so really really cool idea I'm, I'm looking forward to um, listening to these who, who did you interview uh, in the junior championship in the junior championship in group A I got Niall Flynn from Dunsany Jeff Sheridan the veteran from Kilbride Peter O'Halloran representing from Condra and Sam Victory a young player from St Mary's so that was group A in group B I got Adam Flanagan from Clonard ex-county man obviously Neil McLaughlin from Boards Mill Kevin McKeown from Beliver and Frank O'Reilly from Karen Ross. Group C, Barry Carlin from Slane. Cortown, I kind of just chipped in myself with my own little bits. Nothing too major. <laughs> um, I actually got called out by Niall Tallon, who was the representative from Vincent's, as to why I wasn't answering any questions that they were answering all of them. And uh, Johnny Lynch, the goalkeeper from Minaldi, was the, the last one in that group. And then finally, in Group D, it was uh, Harry Corbley from Kilmaine and Wood. Michael Flood from St. Bridget's and Declan Ball from St. Dalton. So, yeah, really enjoyable, Mick. I, I really loved it. The, the crack on the, on the calls was gas. You know, lads were giving stuff away. Other lads were giving nothing away. Some lads were coming on and telling a load of brownies and all. It was just, it was gas here, the crack on banjo. You'll hear it through, the, through obviously, the interviews and that. But uh, just, really enjoyable. Yeah, just to let our listeners know, you did them on Zoom. So you had all four from each group at the same time. So... 
you did the first one, Group A, and you had the four lads and yourself, yeah. and uh, you were able to get a bit of banter growing, uh, or going. And uh, you know, as you said, a few porkies told along the way. A lot of lads saying saying loads of stuff, but telling you nothing. Another lads chipping in and giving away all their their trade secrets for the team. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the beauty of it too. And other lads kind of having the crack with each other and this kind of thing. And uh, some lads were off to go for challenge matches, you know. And they were obviously in a rush. So then the other boys in the group, who, oh, who are you playing and where is it and all this? So this was the kind of crack that went on. But, uh, it, you know, in fairness to the lads that came on, anyone who I really contacted was, you know, very open to coming on straight away. I didn't have much work in Chase. And I did for a couple of yeah. clubs, but the vast majority of clubs were brilliant. You know, they were straight away. Yeah, when is it? Grand, there's the code, join in, lads. And I didn't have to go chase, which is brilliant. And you know yourself, Mickey, when you're looking for interviews, like... The, the hardest part is sometimes tracking lads down and that kind of thing, but uh, thankfully I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And, and I'm really looking forward to them. That's the junior preview. That's coming out this Thursday. Um, it's all in the lead up to the championship. We're just trying to get as much interest into this championship as mo- as possible and, and promote it as much as possible um, because it's going to be a very different championship this year and uh, it's going to be a very, very exciting championship. We're delighted that we're having a championship uh, in the first place. As I said, the, the intermediate one will then take place on the 20th of July. That's going to go out and it'll be live for listening on the 20th of July. The senior one on the 23rd of July. And then we will do, uh, the following week will be the week of the championship and we'll be back to normal with our We Are Me podcast and uh, we might even have a best 10 that week as well, just in the lead up to the championship. Um, but yeah, looking forward to all of those, Davy. And uh, yeah, a lot of work has gone into it. Um, they'll be available on our Patreon service. It is Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. And for any management teams out there um, who want to get the, the gossip on any of the teams in their group or on any team not in their group, you want to get in and listen to this uh, uh, um, this series of of. of previews of the championships so yeah really really looking forward to that one Davey um, Instagram Interactive have we had much interaction this week? Uh, the usual not not too much to be fair um, Podge Boylan was the first up and he says will the regional championship still go ahead later in the year? Uh, yeah I haven't seen anything about that now so uh, I'm sure they're going to wait and see what happens um how the championships go and whatever. It's only a matter of pressing a button a month beforehand, do you not think? Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't know will it happen, uh, purely because the leagues have to be finished, obviously, after championships. Yeah. That's that's what I'd be thinking. We're going to have a round of league fixtures. You're going to have semi-finals. You're going to have finals. That'll probably take you into nearly up November. So oh, yeah, there's semi-finals. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we seen them, to be fair, um, this year. But I think providing everything... Please, God, returns to normal next year. I, I have no reason why they shouldn't go ahead next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure like the Mead team will be flat out, hopefully, as well in those months uh, leading up to the 19th of December, where hopefully Mead will be in an All-Ireland final. Yeah, please, God. Um, next one is from Owen Griffin from Clannagale, and he was wondering why his fellow teammate, Paul Chute, is unable to kick a point. And this came as a result of... Paul Chute been on the intermediate preview with myself and he obviously wears number 13 but probably isn't the most prolific of scorers and I kind of probed him on it without actually being as blunt as his fellow teammate was there on it so um, 
Listening, uh, listening to the preview, maybe to understand why. But <laughs> yeah, to get to get to get the word from the horse's mouth on why. Um, I believe that Paul Chute is playmaker. He's the ball winner. He lays it off for the more stylish player to kick the ball over the bar. His work is done when he wins the ball. But look, you'll get the full story on our um, interview, the junior interview, or intermediate interview. Intermediate, yeah. Yeah, the intermediate preview. Um, Forgot about that. Yeah, Um, Nearly took their victory away from them last year. (laughs) I wish it would. (laughs) Um, Brendan Keg is next, and he says, players continuously taking in and out their gum shield. Is it being overlooked? Uh, I presume he means um, putting it into their sock and uh, and stuff like that, taking it in and out. Um, you need to like, sometimes if you want to yeah. tell somebody something, you have to take it out because you got a woo 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 with the gum shield in. But um, then there's also the the um, the COVID uh, protocol where you're not supposed to be touching your mouth. So that's something. As well, yeah. I can. Depending on what he means, is it the fact that he means that players are con- continually taking their uh, the mouth guard out and putting it in their socks, or is it the COVID thing? And um, it's a, it's a problem both ways, then. Yeah, and look, I'll, I'll be I'll be brutally honest about it. Since that since the rule came in, I have never once wore a gum shield, um, purely because I I struggle I struggle to to breathe with it when I'm playing and uh, that's the reason for the first probably year I used to put it in my sock now I couldn't even tell you where my gum shield is to be honest with you it's, yeah, it's no. he's probably dead right in what he says it's a thing that complete you know that completely has fallen by the wayside you know it's not something that referees pull up now at all really um, well, I've been I've been pulled up on it a few times but I suppose that's because you're mouthing yeah yeah because because they know you haven't got it in your mouth if you're roaring at them um, yeah. So yeah, I've been pulling up, and I've had to leave the football field a couple of times and go in and get it out of the dressing room uh, mid-match um, uh, because I forgot it. But like, yeah, no, I I I, I wear it, but sometimes I forget it, um, and it's just it's not out of the fact that I don't want to wear it. I don't like them, but I do wear it. Um, you're not insured if anything happens to you um, without if you're not wearing it. So. Um, it's it's something that the referee should be looking at, and especially when it yeah. comes to court, especially when it comes to court time. <laughs> Actually, a good one there. A couple of years ago, we, we had a league match over in Rakenny, and we had a young lad playing for us, and uh, he ratted out the lad he was on because he wasn't wearing a gum shield. So he literally went up to the ref and he says, "The lad I mark it doesn't have a gum shield on him," and we nearly bet that shite out of him because. The rest of us didn't have one either. <laughs> so, so he stopped uh, the we, game. <laughs> yeah. And we got nearly because most of them had a bar in your man that he was on, like so. Uh, but yeah, look at it, it's a rule that probably just isn't and never was really policed as well as it kind of should have been, to be fair. I think if yeah. referees did properly stamp down and threaten a black card or something like that, which is obviously now 10 minutes on the, in the bin, then you'd suddenly find that no one would kind of go out or be let out without one. Well, it kind of it kind of was a sin bin for me the few times that I was playing because he'd continue on with the game while I was in the dressing room and it'd probably take me ten minutes to find it because it was probably stuck in the car somewhere or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, classic, yeah, no, classic. Good point. Good point, Brendan. Um, next one is from James Trainer, and he said, "Who's pulled more women, Davy or Mickey?" And to be honest with you, before we before I get you to 
past comment on this, we actually did a poll on our Instagram. And you're not going to believe this. You, you actually probably won't believe it. But it was a, it was an exact tie, 38 votes apiece. So, right, okay. And and who did the voting? I presume your mother was involved in the voting there, yeah. And your no, brother, she's not, and she's your not sister, any, and your no. and your father. You got the ball to vote for you. Didn't Do you, you know what I did? Do you know, no, no. I actually didn't get anyone to vote. And the courted lads, the courted lads. No, and none of them actually voted. But what I did find was a lot of the younger people put me. A lot of the older lads voted for you. There was a, there was about four or five votes from Simon's then as well for you as well, Mick. Um, okay. That I noticed. But uh, very interesting question there. Yeah, well, just just say the question again. Who's pulled more women? Um, that's not that's not my that's not my. Uh, is that what the question was? Yeah. Is that what the question? Yeah, he's nodding at me. Yeah, that was the question. No, no, I I definitely say it was Davey Rispin who's pulled pulled more women. It's not my. Some of my things, so it's not. But and he's he he's got the salary skin and he's got the the fade and the whole lot. Like he's he's much he's much cooler Mickey, than I was at that Mickey, age. Mickey, I didn't see you fifteen years ago, so I can't pass comment. You probably yeah, those things No, I'm saying no, 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 no. I tell you, right? I tell you, when I was when I was in my early twenties uh, to mid twenties, I had bleached blonde hair, I had pink hair, I had blue <laughs> hair, I had all the different colors of the the rainbow in my hair, and. Uh, yeah, I was a bit of a rocker, so yeah, I wasn't full of women back then. Um, so yeah, there you go. So you were much cooler at your age than I ever was at, uh, uh, when I was your when I was that age. So I'm Just, gonna say Davy Rispin wins hands down. Okay, Mick. Uh, last one. As always, you save the best to last, like we do with our best ten. It's PS tapes, the one and only. Um, and he wants to know who's Mead's best looking senior footballer. He says. I'd go with Donald Kogan for his rugged, Clooney-esque handsomeness. Yes. Uh, you, do you know, I'd have to agree with him on this one. I think, I think that Kogan has it. And, and from speaking to a few girls that I know that, are, um, uh, that would follow the football, um, they would always say, Donald Kogan, um, he's got everything, apparently. Um, you know, he's got the looks and he's got the, the good manners and he's a real gentleman and the whole lot. Now, you have to throw in Mitch there as well. Mitch is a shocking, good-looking fella. Chiseled in the whole lot. Um, yeah, Campion as well. He's, he, he's, he's like the young, the young oh, dude on the block. He has, a big, he has a big enough head. Leave him. Leave him yeah, out. no, but he's, 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 you know what I mean? Like he's, 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 got the, he's got that cockiness about him that women love as well. And that, you know, the, the, the boldness as well. So I'm just trying to think as well. You know, well, shocking, from, good, shocking good-looking team, fellas. Yeah, exactly. From talking to the lads about who's the most vain and who's the ladies' man, two of the names that kind of always prop up is Seamus Lavin and uh, mm. um, there was another player I can't even think of now. Um, Seamus Lavin was definitely one that always kind of got, got the nod. Jason Scully, I think, was another one too. Um, someone that I'd throw into the mix, actually, that probably is it would be a dark horse for this go on, go on. category would be Ben Brennan, maybe. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, the salary skin. You like the salary. You like the tan fellas, you do. No, listen. Don't go there. <laughs> That's why you're always so brown. You're trying to look like Ben Brennan's here. Yeah, big lump of a lad. Got that uh, salary skin going on. The jet black hair. Yeah, um, and, and big shoulders. The big, the big, uh, big guns as well. Um, I'd say, I'd say now over there around uh, Laytown, if he was running up and down the beach, it'd be like... Uh, It'd be like a scene from, from, from Baywatch or something. All right. 
<laughs> Dear, um, there'll be people fainting behind the wheel, Mick. Listen to this. <laughs> um, that's 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 actually all. No questions from Peter Duffy or anything like that, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, I think yeah, you I think up last week, did you? Yeah, no, I think I think I upset him when I called his um, his uncle to be uh, Cormac O'Malley instead of Kieran O'Malley. Jesus Christ, such a yeah, such a blunder as we made in the podcast last week. Um, when I was talking about how Bective are going to be playing Drumbara in the first round of the championship and it's going to be the battle of two ex-club, uh, Cavan club managers in John Brady, John the Miller and Cormac O'Malley instead of Kieran O'Malley. So, uh, yeah, I made a bit of a blunder and I want to apologise to my friend Kieran O'Malley for that one. Um, I don't know how I had Cormac in the head, but I did. Um Pete actually did get in touch with just a private message and he says, hope Cormac O'Malley got some recognition. So, he'd yeah. be delighted to hear he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Duffy is probably training tonight, so he is. He's putting in extra hours, I believe. Um, really pushing to try and make the step up from Junior C to Junior B this year, I believe. Excellent. Great to hear. Yeah, so he's probably out pounding the roads as we speak. Um, great question from PS Tapes, as always. Paddy, um, you know... We look forward to this question every week, and it's always a bit random, but uh, um, yeah. you know. worryingly random as well. Like it's not just random. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, um, I'm surprised you didn't throw in some someone, some of the newer lads that are on the team. Um, young, uh, the young lad from Nobber, um Jordy Morris, Jordy Morris. Or Aaron Lynch, or, or or any of the Ryan twins, or anything like that. I'm surprised you didn't throw them in as being some of the better looking lads. You probably like the older looking lads. I don't like any of the lads, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get you to. I'm not going to get trip you up on this one at all, am I, Davy? No, no. <laughs> well, look, that's it from us from this week. Is there anything else, Davy, that you want? I knew there'd be something. I knew there'd be something from you, Davies. Pointed out. I'm there. still, I'm still waiting to see these predictions, Mickey Brandon. Like, yeah, what predictions? You know, the GA predictions for the club championship. A lot of people have got in for the We Are Me, and there's still no sign of Mickey Brandon in. When is the club championship starting? Uh, two weeks. Yeah, I want to see a couple of league games before I decide who I'm going to do in the championship. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And there's That's a lot of there's a lot of dual players as we discussed already that may be injured come the first round of the championship. You know, so hold your hold your hold your horses there now, Davy. I'll get in on that so I will. Don't you worry. I'm I I'm 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 looking forward to the finish of the, the GA predictions for the county team as well because I'm miles ahead of you in that one. So I'm just gonna prove it to you in club. Like you go to a lot of club games, Davey. You do. You go to a lot of club yeah. games. You know an awful lot about club football and league. But you're just not good at picking winners, that's all. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, for people, uh, we've kind of been pointing them in the direction of the last few weeks. We've set up the We Are Mead League. So when you go to gaprediction.com to fill out your club championship, junior, intermediate and senior picks, there's an option for a mini league there and just enter We Are Mead in the box and you'll be put into our own mini league. Uh, great crack from obviously the, the county. It, it got us uh, a barrel of laughs throughout the spring and, and probably will throughout the winter as well for, for at least another two weeks anyway. So we'll look forward to that when it does kick back up. But uh, Or they could look at the could get it through me or whatever. Just give us a shout and we'll, we'll get you in touch with it. But um, 
that's that's really all from me and from yourself, Mr. Brennan. No, just to remind people to go over to our Patreon forward slash We Are Mead uh, to get the interview with Tommy Dowd. You'll also get the Summerhill Best 10 uh, since 2010 this week. All the previous interviews and everything we've done um, over the last number of months. And, of course, we have the club championship previews coming up over the next couple of weeks, the junior, intermediate and senior. As we've said, Davy has sat down with players or um, representatives from every club in the county to do these previews and it's going to be something to look forward to um, and just to get to whet the appetite just prior to the championship kicking off so that's it from us for this week don't forget we are me why matters more